Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Countryfied UK podcast, brought to you all the way from the United Kingdom, bringing you your weekly fix of everything country. And now your hosts, Alex and Blaine. Hey guys, I'm Alex and I'm, am I with him? I am, I'm with my boy Blaine. Hello. Oh, that would have been a shock, wouldn't it? Oh, is he on his own? <laughs> Where is he? Be a crap episode that, wouldn't it? Um, that's when you were meant to say no, but that's fine. But uh, good episode. Welcome to thirty-eight, number thirty-eight. We're getting there. It's going Absolutely. up. What Almost. an episode it is today, though. Ah, we got uh, got a decent little interview, I believe. Absolutely. Um, we so like when we first originally planned this interview. We're so excited to get this guy on the show. I know, you were buzzing for him. What, like, he's got potentially one of my, I'm going to say, top 10 country songs. Yeah, sure. just top 10 country songs. I thought there's going to be more to that. No, no. That's top 10. That's, a, that's an honour. It is, especially on my list. Yeah, you do have a canny list, like. But uh, that interview is with Chris Bandy, um, an absolute rising star, one of the nicest people we've probably had on. Like, I mean, they've all been nice, but I mean, like, his vibe was just so positive. I mean, we were tired. It was like, it was late at night when we were doing the interview. I say late at night, it was half eight. Um, That's late for us. And, you know, we're tired. We've been at work all day. But, you know, we love doing interviews. So, you know, we were up for it. We were, like, really excited to meet him. And then, like, as soon as he came on and, like, he just opened his mouth, like, all of a sudden I became alert and I felt positive and had all this energy. It was just, it was such a, such a charisma. He brought, yeah, he brought so much energy and positivity it was just one of them like yeah one of them interviews and like someone i'd love to meet in person as well proper boy oh i should have got him to do, i should i should have got him to do geordie pure <laughs> guy from st louis missouri yeah can you do geordie mate <laughs> no um but no so we've got that for you guys which is going to be awesome um we got a bit of uh, just a bit of chit chat and uh, some music that we would recommend to you guys if you've been following us on TikTok and Instagram you've probably seen them already but it means you get to hear us say them this time absolutely and you know what week it's been like first off I think we'll best talk about it get the elephant out of the room but the England women's football I team I know well done lionesses what a, what an achievement for themselves, for England, for everybody, winning like the first major trophy since 1966. Yeah. Um, I mean, w- what a breakthrough for women uh, in general in sports and football and stuff like that. I mean, an exciting day for them. Um, a massive breakthrough and uh, a huge push forward to get, basically, to get everyone to start joining us in the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. What, like, the amount of... It was such a great victory, not just for England, like winning the cup and winning a trophy for like a long time, but for people to get inspired. Like, I think you're just going to see a rise in women's football in the UK. Oh, yeah. Like, where to the point where everywhere is going to have like like girls' football teams, like from grassroots level all the way up to like seniors. Um, a lot more money being pumped into it. So, you know, it was a victory for like long-term future as well yeah 100 percent um but i mean the the first goal as well oh. like a chip straight over the do you know what makes i love the, a chip it makes it so much sweeter that it was against the germans as well i know no offense to germany and stuff no, like we that, love but germans we, but, but it's just the fact that beat the beat the men's team quite often and it's just nice to get like a bit of a one on back <laughs> especially in a final yeah i absolutely love it but yeah shout out to all the girls and all the players and managers and everyone involved with that what what scenes yeah so obviously once again just had to get that out of the way with because we're english we love football and we've won a major tournament so well done lionesses thank you for that what another like and another thing that's happening this week is so if you've been hiding under a rock and not listening to our shows speaking to these artists we've been talking a lot about cma first that actually airs on tv so all the footage that they got is actually on TV this week, so if you live in the UK, you can watch it on BBC iPlayer. Do you think we'll see you? Hopefully not. You might see us in the background lurking in the corners. But <laughs> Just lurking? I don't think that they would have interviewed me at all. Oh, you see, it's just you, like... Uh, you see how much I burn. 
Like that would have been like a lobster bass, on TV. Bass Pro Cap just sitting in there. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't get, I doubt I got interviewed and I was sat right up in the gods and stuff. So there's not a chance that. Wherever you see the shadows. Yeah, explain. just wherever it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to keep him out of the sun, like a vampire, really. It's just... <laughs> but it's going to be fun to watch, because it's an hour, I think it's an hour and a half, hour and 15-minute show. So, obviously, that's four days' worth of music and, like, performances that they're going to fit into, like, an hour and a half. So, looking forward to seeing what got picked, what got selected, and see what people's thoughts are on it of. Yeah, fair one. So, if you live in the UK, BBC iPlayer, Thursday... Wednesday uh, or Thurs- Thursday, Wednesday, the third of August. Tomorrow, it might be it's Thursday the fourth. It's definitely Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> just go on iPlayer. I, I was just going to say, just go on iPlayer. Check up on Google. Don't, don't take his word for it. Yeah. <laughs> just take a guess. It's probably next month. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be on there for a little while. <laughs> Hopefully. I'll watch it. I might watch it. I've got nothing better to do. Actually, that's a lie. I do have something else to do this week. Yeah, you've been a busy boy this week. I've been a very busy boy, and I'm going to be a busier boy starting tomorrow. Oh, man. So um, that good. time of the year it's again. So obviously, like, we talked about it. We did. About a, a, year, a year ago, ago. now. Flip the neck. And about your, like, ventures outside of the podcast and outside of work and what you do in your spare time and stuff, like, to help the greater good. Yeah. Well, this is uh, the year I help run and organize a youth camp. Um, so I'll be doing all these uh, activities. And uh, one of my favorite things I love doing is this game called Gargar Ball. Now that, this is an interesting one. This part, it, I think, I think it's actually a Swedish uh, sport. It was, it's like dodgeball, but it's very tame, <laughs> kind of tame actually. Um, you get put into like this mini little arena, but you know, the only way you can get someone out is by smacking a ball, but it's got to be below the knees. But it's literally a kind of free for all. You're in this arena. Are you and in teams and that? Is it like every no, no, for everyone for themselves, you know. But the thing is, some people and they do this to me all the time. They form a team against me. Yeah, it's because I'm I'm good. I'm not gonna lie. I am good. I'm a big person, but I am agile. I can dodge things. I can catch the ball, and I've got the power behind my hit. Never mind. These are kids, and uh, I I know that I'm not meant to be like belting a ball at them as hard as I can. But it is a softball, and they love it. Yeah, it's uh, not like a cricket ball. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just a bowling ball. Just <laughs> you straight through their shins. Um, <laughs> imagine. Um, but no, it's, that's one of my favourite things, because the kids love it. I love it. It's great fun. Um, but they every year, they always gang up against me. So, you know, this, this year, I, I think last year I, I did lose a couple of times, but this year I think I'm, you know, I'm feeling fit, man. If I'm I remember good. rightly... Um, last year you, you talked about the egg and spoon race. Oh yeah, the egg and, and spoon race. Like, so I'm expecting top three this year, Alex. Uh, put the some, training in. I tell you I've what, seen I will, you in the garden with your spoon. And I egg. will literally. I will tell the next next episode will be me telling you what I've done there, but because uh, I'm not going to ruin anything because it's actually quite fun to talk about it once it's happened. Um, because once it's happened, there's always the funny stories behind them. Um, but I've got, I've, I've created some good competitions and, uh, good games this, uh, this year. So, cause la- I think last year, right, cause it was the Olympics on or something. And I, I think I did like a, a school kids, uh, Olympics, but I did like egg and spoon race. And Might have been. I know the, yeah, uh, well, the Commonwealth Games are on this year as well. So yeah. Oh yeah. At this oh. present moment in time. So might be able to link something up with that. Yeah. So I saw the men, uh, taking gold for the gymnastics. That was awesome. Honestly, like, not just saying it, but like again with like the ladies' football and like everything, for such a small island that Great Britain and I like literally what Great Britain is. I know the Commonwealth is like England, Scotland, Wales. It's all split up, but we just produce an unholy amount of talent in like sport, especially sport, considering like our population in comparison to like America, China, Russia, like all these countries. Yeah, man, it's scary, like scarily good, but. It goes down to all the grants and funding and everything that goes in towards it. So it's oh, great. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you came back from Peterborough as well, didn't you? You've oh been down God, south I went to as a well. Wedding, yeah. For you guys who don't know what a Kaylee is, um, it is intense dancing, and I I'm not even joking. You know, you know when we so we played football last night as well. You know how sweaty I was then. 
I w- I did three dances and I was dripping. Lovely. I, I think I lost half a stone of weight. In fact, I should have weighed myself that night. It would have been absolutely fantastic. That's, that's probably why I did so well last night. I'm sure <laughs> that you would have, well, put enough fluid back into the body via alcohol. Uh, I, Even though beer does up. hydrate you, uh, dehydrate you. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I think I was on the Cokes after that because I needed hydration. I had a lot of water, sparkling water. Um, sparkling water is going to be the best, you know. Like, so normal water doesn't actually hydrate you properly. It, apparently, sparkling water is the best to like, hydrate. It's just, I can't really drink it. It's horrible. Oh, there you go, guys. It's a part of a rich man's drink. <laughs> That's why I'll I was stick, drinking I'll, it. I'll stick to my console pop, the free water from the tap. <laughs> just head under it, save the glass. Um, but uh, anyway, before we go more off topic, um, I think we should get into our interview. Absolutely. Have a little bit of Chris Bandy, and we'll see what you guys think. We hope you enjoy. What's up, guys? It's Chris Bandy, and you are listening to Countryfied UK. So we're now joined by Chris Bandy all the way over in America. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing today? We're doing absolutely fantastic. It's, uh, I it's guess great. the evening, right? Yes, the evening. <laughs> our, our, our evening, your afternoon, our evening. Um, yes. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The foot, I do not, I've only just noticed, but you've got a, a magnificent background. I am loving, like, the, I can see half a horn on uh, your, your side. Thank That's you so very cool. much. Yeah, this is... This is my version of my man cave. Um, I've got oh, my, my Longhorn, my TV, where I play all my Xbox and Call of Duty. Oh. Um, I actually had a friend make that painting right there. So I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. It is the St. Louis skyline fading into the Nashville skyline. So my two oh. homes. Um, and then my, my trophy case back behind us right there. That is so cool. You should see my trophy case. It's, it literally has one thing on it. I, I don't know if mine had too many on there. <laughs> uh, that's it's more than me. My, my mine's <laughs> mine's a runners up as well. That's, <laughs> it, it looks good. That's the main thing. But no, I absolutely. Do you know? I, I have. Do you know what? You, you've got such a positive voice, by the way. Like as soon as we just started talking, you you're like you literally cheer me up just by talking to you. Well, you know what? You that. I try. I try. Life is short. So uh, I try to make the most of it and have a positive attitude and stay it. as happy as I possibly can. Do you know what? Just before I was thinking, oh, man, I'm really tired. And then as soon as I started talking to you, I'm just like, I, we need to go out. We need to do something. Like, honestly, I don't, you don't need that Coca-Cola to keep you awake. I, I know. Stuff the Coke. <laughs> honestly, I'm loving it. I love the vibe. <laughs> I, was, we, I tell you what, later on, we have to get on the Xbox. We have to do some Call of Duty. Absolutely. But uh, I mean, for now, let's uh, let's talk a bit of country. Let's, t- in fact, let's talk about a little bit about Chris. So, first of all, my favorite question I love asking people is just t- tell us a bit about yourself. How you got uh, from where you are to where you are now, where you're from? Where Absolutely. You're from. So, um, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Was born in St. Louis, Missouri. I think at a very very young age, I fell in love with music and kind of knew that. It's what I always wanted to do. I think, you know, when my kindergarten teacher was asking people to draw what they wanted to be when they grew up, everybody next to me was a doctor or a nurse or a policeman or a fireman. I drew a guy with a guitar. Uh, I always kind of knew that it's what I wanted to do. I think it came from both of my parents loved music and it kind of depended on who was taking me to school that day on what I was listening to. Mom listened to nothing but country music. So it was George Strait, Randy Travis, Travis Trick, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson. Um, and then if dad, dad was taking me to school, we listened to rock. We listened to 90s rock. So Goo Goo Dolls, um, you know, Verb Pipe, uh, Blues Traveler. But then he also introduced me to people like Prince and Cat Stevens and um, Bruce Springsteen. So I was very kind of, I like to say, well-rounded in influences. And I got to an age where everything that mom and dad listened to was the furthest thing from cool. So I had to branch out, kind of find my own way in music. And I started being from St. Louis. I started listening to Nelly, uh, the St. Lunatics, rap, Usher, um, R&B and stuff like that. But then I also had this phase where I went through 
you know, Blink-182 and- Who, who um, hasn't? Who has not gone through that Exactly. Phase? I, I had that rebellious punk rock phase um, and was in a band in high school. And it wasn't necessarily the music that I wanted to play, but being on stage and getting to play music every weekend and have band practices and stuff like that, that's kind of where it all came out. And, and I realized that this is- where I wanted to focus a lot of my time. So I actually remember the first time I was reintroduced to quote unquote new country. I was driving home with a kid that was a year older than me on the football team, American football. um, And we, he was listening to Kenny Chesney. And I remember thinking like, what is this? This isn't the same country music that my mom and dad or that my mom listened to. This is, I can relate to this. And it was Summertime by Kenny Chesney. And ever since then, it was an acoustic guitar. When I was in college, I started playing at the bars every single night of the week. They didn't serve alcohol on Sunday. So we took Sunday off. And uh, I was getting to see guys like Luke Bryan and Eric Church play these small college venues when they were just coming up through the ranks. And everybody kept saying Nashville, Nashville, Nashville. I wrote this song in Nashville. We had the bus come down from Nashville today. And I realized that if I wanted to to take this step and really make a career out of it, that I had to move to Nashville. So as soon as I graduated college, three days later, I packed everything up, moved to Nashville, and I've been hitting the ground running ever since. Oh, man, that's awesome. And I'll tell you what, that fits up perfectly for my next question. How was your, <laughs> how was your move to Nashville? What was that like? It was, uh, it was great. I had nothing to my name. So I remember I had a friend of a friend who had an extra room, uh, available to rent. This thing was, it was a glorified closet. Um, whatever it needed to have to be considered a bedroom it had. So like a door or a window or something, there's some stipulation that they got to call this thing a bedroom, but it was no I mean, it fit a queen mattress and that was it. I had three outfits, a blow-up mattress, and I lived on that blow-up mattress for a year and a half after I moved to Nashville um, in that same closet. And it really didn't matter to me because we spent a lot of our weekends going either back to St. Louis or back to Oxford, Mississippi, where I went to college and playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, making enough money to pay my rent and then coming back to Nashville. And then I would spend almost every single night in Nashville, either at a writer's round or an open mic night, trying to meet as many people as I could do whatever anyone said the next steps after that move should be. I was trying to get my feet wet, dive in, um, make friends, build my circle and immerse myself with uh, the town and the talent here. So I, honestly, I've just come back from Nashville and it was the first time ever being there. And I just remember walking down Broadway, hearing all like the music from the bars, the flashing lights, the amount of people. So what was it like? What was it like for you when you first experienced that coming from like St. Louis as well? Overwhelming, um, at least in the, so coming from St. Louis growing up in kind of, I was on the outskirts of the city, but we would go to baseball games. We'd go to hockey games and stuff like that. So we'd drive into the city and, and, uh, I knew what city life was like. And I remember the first time I passed through Nashville and when I moved to town, so 10, nine years ago, there was one skyscraper. And I remember thinking like, this is, this is what they're calling a city. This isn't a city. Um, But it has, as you have seen recently, it has grown a lot since then. But I remember uh, when it came to music, I was so overwhelmed. I was driving up and down 16th and 17th uh, Avenue Music Row and just seeing all these. We like to celebrate all of our victories. So you will see number one banners outside all of these publishing houses. And I remember thinking like, what am I doing? I can't write songs that are on the radio. I can't write like these people who dedicate, have dedicated years and years and years to perfecting this craft. Um, And it was very, very overwhelming, but I am glad that I stuck with it. And I had such supportive people in my corner telling me that I I can do it and that I do have uh, what it takes because I I feel like you definitely need that in a career like this. Oh yeah. Well, when we were across there as well, we went to a bar called Live Oak. Yes. And there was like one night walked in there 
like Abby Anderson was just stood there watching the people on stage, like interacting with like all the other singer songwriters. And then the next night, Trey Lewis was there. So was there anyone that you'd sort of bumped into and maybe engaged with that helped you along in your career? Oh man, the, the list could go on and on, but I have one funny story. I remember the first night that I moved to town, my friend invited me out, um, and we went to this little, it was an Irish bar called Dan McGinnis. And it was on the same street. It's now a different name, but it was three bars down from where Live Oak is. Right. And I remember we went in there and we were listening to a guy. He was playing for maybe two hours, hour and a half. And he was playing all of these hit songs. And I remember looking at my friend. I was like, man, in a city like Nashville, why is this guy playing all of these cover songs when he could play his own, like they're letting him play his own songs. And my friend looked at me, he goes, he wrote all these. And I was like, my mind just blew in that instance, uh, in that instant. And yeah, there, there is so much talent walking up and down these streets, going to places like live Oak and seeing these rider rounds and stuff like that. There's nowhere else in the world, uh, like Nashville when it comes to that. That's crazy. I can't agree more with that statement. I wish I, I wish I could. I didn't get to go with him. So, well, you get to come back now. I know he, he left me behind. So next time I'm going. Yeah. Well, the reason yes. I was there was uh, for CMA Fest. So I actually did get to see yes. live as well. Um, got to see on like the Dr Pepper stage. Yeah. So you came out to that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, that is was, so cool. It was unbelievable. Like I like dragged my cousin along. I think he wanted to go and see somebody. I was like, no, no, we're going across here. We'll have to go and see Chris. And, um, and well, then thank you very much. Yeah, he came back and he was like, he was talking about you. And he was just like, oh, I'll tell you what, if we can get an interview with Chris Bandy, that would be awesome and stuff. And then it's behold, as soon as the email came through saying that we got an interview with you, like it was just like. <gasps> <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, I'm glad that you came out and I'm glad that you drug your friend with you. Oh, absolutely. So like whilst we're on about the subject, what was uh, like performing at say, CMA Fest like? And what was the experience like for you? It is CMA Fest is incredible. Um, this was, I believe, my fifth year doing it. Um, and I've been very, very fortunate that as I have, we have progressed through the stages. So I got to start off on the acoustic stage. Um, then we got to play the full band stage. And then we've moved and we got to play the, the Dr. Pepper Ascend stage this year. It is awesome that the that the cma puts something together like this and it's all promoting music in schools in america and how important it is for students to learn music as an art uh, which i think is an incredible thing to be preaching and to be um involved in but it is it is one of the most fun shows that I think we we look forward to every year. I'm so glad because we haven't had it in the lap for the last two years. So I'm so glad that it came back. And like I said, this is another thing where I feel like country music is the only genre that has something like this, where we have all of the artists in one spot at one t- one time, and you can go see you can go see everybody who just moved to town to Tim McGraw all in the same weekend. And it is, we get to go and sign things. We get to go meet people. And it's awesome to both have all of the fans in one place at the same time, but then also all of the artists as well. Yeah. That's what, that's exactly what made me like what my cousin had said, because that that you were walked into the convention center where like the fan X is. And I just couldn't believe all these artists in one area, not one genre of music, like hip hop, rock, like anything like that. Would you find something like that? It is. It is awesome. And the CMA does a great job every year organizing it because I mean, it has, I would not want to be tasked with the job of getting all of these artists and figuring out where all the stages are going and everything like that. And they do an incredible job and they make it so easy on us. We just have to show up, uh, play and then, um, and then we're good. So it's, it is awesome. Awesome. But, um, so we need to talk about a couple of songs. First one I would like to talk about is your latest. So in March, you had a, is it Carolina Blues? Carolina Blue, yes. So can you give us a bit of meaning behind that? Absolutely. So um, Carolina Blue is, and I don't know how familiar familiar you are with the universities in the United States. So uh, the University of Carolina 
has a very distinct color associated with it. And it, everybody calls it Carolina blue. And I remember I had this title thinking about, it was a, it was a different college, but thinking about how every time you kind of see this mascot or you hear this, especially with football season or any sports, I watch a lot of ESPN, you'll hear all of the college sports teams and um, all of their mascots or their college name said throughout the, the broadcast. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be so cool to have, you know, every time you see that color, it reminds you of this special person because we've got a whole bunch of songs about a song that can remind you of someone or a certain time of year or a smell or something like that. But I'd never heard anything when it came to a color reminding you of this, this person. So I wrote that with Matt Willis and, and Jason Massey, two of my favorite people to write with in Nashville. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun to play live. Is that the uh, is that the Tar Heels that you're on about? It is the Tar Heels. Yes. Yeah. He knows his uh, university. Yeah, there we I go. Love, love college ball. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But uh, yeah, like yeah, again, like you've just said, like no one writes songs. Like people talk about like Friday Night Lights or like about college games, not. But again, nothing about a color or a specific. Absolutely. Team. Absolutely, and we're just trying every day just to write something that. Uh, you know, a lot of people can can relate to and whether it is a color or a time, I think everybody's had that young love that they, you know, on a vacation or on a spring break or on a summer break, you kind of have a fling or fall in love and and that person isn't there anymore. And you're not really necessarily sad about it. You're, you're very happy that it happened, but something can just come up every now and then and, and just remind you of that that week or that time. So what specifically made you pick that team? So it acts because I hadn't heard it in a color um, and you know, red didn't sound as cool as Carolina blue does. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Carolina blue. Yeah. Kind of that goes just if you went red, (laughs) not the same kind of every time I see red. Yeah. Like, man, you got to see red a lot. I feel like, (laughs) but that Carolina blue, it's so specific. It's that only, only that one blue. Oh, happy day. I don't know oh, if it was like that's who you supported. I don't know if you like supported like a St. Louis team or. So I'm I'm a huge Cardinals fan, huge St. Louis Blues fan. Um, but my college team is actually Ole Miss. So I went to the University of Mississippi in Oxford, Mississippi, and I I liked it so much that I stayed five years. Um, but yeah, that that is who I'm pulling for through and through. That's my. I don't know if you can see my my football helmet on yeah, the top right there. See the helmet, yeah. <laughs> At least you've got a decent team to support. They do well every year, so they do all right. We've we've had our ups and downs. It's better than my team. I'm a Washington Huskies fan. Okay, all right. I have a uh, a friend who played for the Washington, either the Washington Huskies or Washington State. I cannot remember for the life of me which one. Um, But yeah, they're they're a good football team. They can put up a lot of points. Yeah, they're good. no, yeah, no. they're good, they good across like all different sports as well, especially soccer. They're really good. Yes. Soccer team. But, yep. Uh, and now, is that why you fell in love with them? Because of their soccer team? No, it was the first uh, stadium I went to when I was in the States. Oh, that's awesome. That way, so, yeah. Now, I'm like torn. I'm a volunteer's van now, through and through. There we Tennessee. go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We're converting but, you. Oh, well, that's it. I'm easily led. Yeah, you are like... <laughs> I'd say, Chris, honestly, just keep talking and he'll end up moving in with you as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got an extra room. Okay. We got a couch too. So, yeah. yeah it's got a queen, that, says, uh, queen size uh, mattress. Queen size blow up mattress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just spend a year on that, mate. You'll be okay. But um, one thing, like, one thing that we need to talk to you about was like definitely probably a career changing song for yourself was uh, Man Enough Now. Like, what a whirlwind that must have been for yourself. That was, um, like you said, it, it completely changed my life. It completely changed my career path. Um, we, I kind of got a band together in about 2016, 2017, and we started just hitting the road consistently. We were gone every single weekend, um, except maybe Thanksgiving and Christmas. But other than that, we were on the road playing shows and we didn't have anywhere to direct people after a show other than, Hey, check us out on Facebook or go like our Instagram page. We knew that we needed to 
figure out a way, get a song out or get something out into the world that after we played a show, we could just leave everybody with and they could go check it out, tell their friends about. Um, I had written this song with Jason Massey and Jason Duke, and I had the the idea thinking about a relationship that I was in in college and, um, you know, whether we had met a little bit later in life, if it would have worked out differently because I'd matured a little bit. I had learned a little bit more about life and about love. And, and, uh, I don't know if I would have made the same mistakes that I made back in the day. And I brought that title into the, the Jason's and they loved it. And we, we wrote this song and kind of just put it out into the world, not thinking, anything of it not thinking anybody was going to hear it or it was going to have the reaction that it did and we just put it up on spotify and people started listening to it they started streaming it um it ended up getting me my record deal it got me my publishing deal which meant i got to call my mom and dad and tell them that i had a day job in the music industry writing songs um and like you said that there's a saying in in nashville that three minutes can change your life and that absolutely did and i'm so glad that when i moved to town um I think Cruise was the biggest song in country music. And that song is an incredible song that I wish that I would have written, but it's not necessarily my life. And when I moved to Nashville, everybody was telling me to write stuff that I knew about and to tell my truth. And I'm very glad because one thing that I'm, that I unfortunately know very well is how to be really, really dumb when it comes to relationships. So, uh, so we wrote this song and, and like I said, it just completely did more than we could have ever expected. And we just got news that uh, it is a certified gold single. Oh, wow. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, massive. Thank you very much. Awesome. Because <laughs> I honestly, that song, like you said, it came out in 2017, like on Spotify. But back then you were independent. And then it yep. just shows like when like the numbers were coming in and like that's when it was like recognition. It was like a snowball effect. Absolutely. And I hated this word so much when I moved to town, but everybody told me to let everything kind of happen organically. And uh, I didn't know what they mean, what they meant until I actually got to see it firsthand and see what the organic growth and people actually listening to the song because they found it or a friend had told them about it or they discovered it their own way. Um, and it was just, it was awesome to be able to witness the growth of that song. And we, we like to call it the song that could uh, because it just, it just keeps hanging around. It's um, what was it like? Cause obviously it was your first like country radio song as well. Can you remember yes. the first time that you were driving along on the road and like, or you were like, you heard your song on the radio for the first time. So it's actually pre pretty funny. Um, that song went to radio February of 2020 and we got sent home in March of 2020. So I never really got to hear it driving around on the radio. I never got to, um, we didn't even really get to tour on it or meet a lot of radio stations promoting that song because, you know, COVID kind of shut the world down. But with Would Have Loved Her, I remember we were driving through California from one radio station to the next radio station. And that was my second single to radio and um, got to hear that one. As the sun was setting in the California backdrop, got to listen to uh, to that. And that's a it's a feeling that. I don't know if I'll ever be able to put it into words, but I will never, ever get tired of it. I, it's one of the songs because during like lockdown, we would go on walks around here and I listen across here to Big Dame Bubba on the radio. And yeah. That one, like your song, like Man Enough Now and Matt Stell's When I Prayed For You. They were the two yes. songs that like absolutely helped me get through lockdown. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm actually playing a show with Matt on Saturday, so I'm going to let him know that you said that. Oh, absolutely. We've got to see him live in that. Yeah. Glasgow. Oh, that was awesome. Like a couple of months back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Went for C2C? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Awesome. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's coming back to the UK um, in either October or November of this year, too. Yeah, he's coming across with um, Elvis Shane. Yep. Yeah, so that should be good. But I, I couldn't get over how tall he is. <laughs> he's a giant, isn't he? I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, you're small. Cheers, like, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is quite, you know, I'm making it look like he's tall. Like, he I'm, come I'm slouching. You know? He's got a booster seat right now. <laughs> All right then, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting rinsed. <laughs> I am. 
And, uh, you just had all these nice things to say about me, and then I threw you under the bus. I am very sorry. I know. Just interview over. Just cancel. <laughs> I, I take it back. <laughs> no, don't. Honestly, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, so talking about uh, plans and people coming to the UK, have you got any plans to maybe join uh, some touring in the UK? I hope that has always been a dream of mine. Um, we don't have anything in the near future or anything set in stone, but I cannot wait for the day that we start uh, booking some shows over there. Cause I have, since I started playing music and what's crazy is y'all love country music. Oh, yeah. I've seen some of the, the videos and pictures from C to C y'all come out and support artists from the very beginning throughout their career so i am uh i definitely need to to get on the the horn with my booking agent and tell them we need to figure something out a hundred percent you'll sell out places believe me so one of the things as well that you said like when we were across like in nashville they were going our english fans are so different to american fans where they actually sit down listen absorb the music and like listen to it and then like american fans sort of like listen to the music and then like party with it and stuff but I, I, I'm sort of like sitting on the fence with that one. Do you think people <laughs> sit down and absorb oh, I, the music across here? I, the reason I'm sitting down is because I'm lazy. Like, <laughs> that, there's a difference. There is a difference to I, like, I love listening to the music, but I mean, I'm lazy. Like I'm sitting down because I can't dance. Like it's a oh, similar. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> just grooving in your seat. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Just shake. Nothing everything. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with a foot tap. Yeah. Yep. Showing your age there. I'm, I'm only 33, honestly. 33? Yeah, 30. Oh, I don't even know my age Memory's anymore. Gone now. Yeah. I think I've gotten to that point where I forget all the time as well. Yeah. I, I, I'll have to do pull out my calculator and start subtracting what year I was born just to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a good idea. I should do that. Uh, <laughs> right. So we know that you don't have any UK tours at the moment, but what else do you have going on? Like future plans for yourself? We've got some shows um, for the rest of the summer throughout the year that we're excited about. It feels, I know at least I did. I took live shows for granted and then having no shows for over a year has made me appreciate every single one. Um, so we've got shows through through the end of the year. We are getting into the studio. We've been spending a lot of time writing songs. So we've been stockpiling some stuff in our back pockets that we are so excited to go into the studio and record. Um, I hope to have all of those out by the end of this year as well and just keep this uh, keep this train rolling. Nice. Uh, I, I bet, honestly, I can't even imagine what it'd be like. like as soon as COVID's kind of eased off and like you'd start playing new music and I can't even imagine the feeling that must have been like to be it was incredible and it was it was so funny because we put out my first debut EP in May of 2020 so we were home we were stuck every interview that I did was on zoom um every promotion that I did for that EP was um either an Instagram live or a Facebook live or something like that. We couldn't get out and play the record. And I remember our first show was in Myrtle beach, South Carolina. And we were, this was the first time we were playing all of these songs live and the entire crowd knew every single word. And it was because I think people were at home. They needed something to take them away from what was going on. And they, everybody was was resorting to music because it's that one thing that takes you out of the everyday rut and you can just focus on something other than like i said all of the stuff going on around you just uh one like going back to your song like man enough now just um when you wrote that song obviously it was your first like country radio song it like flipped like 180 your career and everything but Obviously, you've wrote hundreds of songs in the past years. Did you think it was going to be that song that changed your career? Or did you think it would be a different one? I knew that that song was special. I did not think that it was going to do what it did and completely change my life. But I did know that it was special. Um, just subject matter, just what I was writing about. I knew that it wasn't just me that had lived that situation and gone through something like that. So I knew it was special from the day that we wrote it, 
but I did not expect it to do what it did. Awesome. So when you're doing a set, where does that song go? Do you normally play at the start, kind of middle towards, or do you like finish? That, on? one's, that one's at the end, the very, yeah. very last song. It's got to be. Got to keep them, Got to keep them holding on. Yeah, like, oh, is he going to play it? Is he going to play it? Then you go off stage. Oh, he didn't play it. And then you come back on and smash it. That's what Absolutely. See, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not even a, a musician or anything, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got to say, hey, save the best for last, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, once again, like I said, I'm lazy. I'd probably walk off the stage. And, uh, uh, I'm not going to come back. So <laughs> since, since you've come back in uh, March 2020, what's been... Uh, What's been the most craziest moment that's happened to you on stage? Oh man! Sorry to put you on the spot. I don't really know. I know. I don't really know of anything. I got to. Uh, I got to shotgun a beer with Pat Maroon, who has become a, a good friend of mine, and he is. Uh, he's in the NHL. He plays for Tampa Bay right now, the Lightning. But he was playing for the St. Louis Blues. Um, at the time that that we met and and got to hang out, got to bring him on stage for a show in St. Louis and and shotgun a beer with him. That was pretty cool. Um, I think not something that happened on stage, but getting to play the Opry was a dream come true for me. It's something that I've wanted to do since I moved to Nashville, and being able to cross that one off the bucket list uh, was was really special. And I got to I got to bring my grandma to the to the Opry and and play a song that I wrote would have loved her about my grandpa and he had always promised that he'd take her to the Opry and he never got to do that so I'm glad that I got to uh, that, oh that's amazing I, I'm an emotional person Chris that's the kind of story <laughs> well, I'm get not trying me. to make you cry I'm sorry <laughs> I mean like what a special moment as well like just for anybody to play the Opry but then share it with your grandma like that is just like absolutely that's uh, special absolutely but uh yeah like what's been your favorite venue that you have played so far? Would it be the Opry or? It would, it would absolutely be the Opry. Um, it's just the history, knowing who has walked out on that stage and, and played there and being able to, to etch my name along some of the, the people that I've idolized as a, you know, as I've been alive is just, something that I will never forget. And I hope we get to play it many, many more times. But yeah, that was, that was probably the coolest stage that I've ever been able to walk out onto. I'm sure you'll play it many more times. hundred percent. But, uh, well, Chris, that's, that was pretty much, in fact, that was more than what we were going to ask. We just kept, <laughs> just kept asking you questions. I'm sorry about that. Um, but no worries. Um, I like to ramble. Yeah. Well, that, that's it. That, that's what spurred us on. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, to meet you, and to hear what you've got to say. It's been fantastic. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks for the time. For uh, Thank you for taking the time to chat and talk a little bit, and it was great to meet you all. Hopefully, we will be your way very soon. And if not, you've got a couch here in Nashville. <laughs> I'll bring the airbed. Yeah, but no, he's, already, he's already got the airbed, mate. But Chris, you take care and we will hopefully speak to you and hopefully one day have a drink in the UK together. Absolutely. We'll speak soon. So that was Chris Bandy. And uh, like I said, what a character. Like straight away, I bet you guys, when you were listening to it, you just all of a sudden cheered up. Like you were listening to us. It's like, oh, just get on with it. And then Chris Bandy came on. Oh, man, I want to go running. Like, (laughs) Came on like... (laughs) So when his face appeared on the screen, just like a massive beaming smile, like larger than life character. It was awesome. Just what you needed on like that nighttime that we had after a long day's hard work. And one thing that we do is just love doing like this podcast, speaking to people, meeting new people and whatnot. Yeah, Chris great. was just another one that we've met on this journey. Yeah, and uh, we really hope that he gets himself over to the UK. Um, I know there's no future plans yet, but when he does, and hopefully we'll help him get here too, um, we are totally going to take him out. Yeah, I can't wait to catch up with him and talk some more college ball with him. College ball. Because he seems to know his stuff. Carolina. Like, the thing is, I'd hope he knows his stuff because I feel like anyone across there that lives in in the States should know their stuff about like, at least one of the sports. We'll, we'll see, won't we? That's like a bit Sean Connery there. We'll see, won't we? Jesus. <laughs> Just reminds us of still game. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Okay. We're not talking about that. That's that's a different. That's, just that's a, a rabbit hole. Yeah. That's just that's a, a podcast that, in that, itself. Yeah. I was gonna say we should totally start up a new podcast all about Still Game Episode One. <laughs> just <laughs> reviewing it. Even us doing multiple characters and acting it out. Ah, pish. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to back to country man, um, Chris Bandy. Um, yeah. Like once again, he's an absolute fantastic guy, and we hope you guys follow him. You find him on your Instagram, find him on uh, your socials, get him downloaded from Spotify and stuff. Listen to his music because he is absolutely amazing. And if you guys are going to Nashville, or if you're already in Nashville and, and you get a chance to go see him, do it, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd I'd go and see him once again. He was fantastic live and. Yeah, and like, what a story as well. Um, this is one thing again when we do the podcast is when you speak to these artists because I feel so like I was naive when we first started, like before we even looked into the music industry because you just sort of see people like on the radio and you hear the music all the time and like how big they are and stuff like that, but you never really hear about the journey of how they got there. Yeah, and, and it's like, what and what I love is like everyone's got a different journey how they got there, whether because. One thing I didn't even realize about Nashville until I was there was they call it Music City, Nashville, like country music, heaven, whatever. But they call it a 10-year town as well. 10-year town as well. Yeah. So apparently, like, if you move there, they say it takes 10 years before you make it. And quite a few of the artists that we've spoken to, it does actually seem like near enough, close to our time frame, that it does to take it. Like, you don't just generally move there and, like, literally become an overnight sensation like some people think we did, like again with like Cooper Allen, when we looked at him, yeah. we thought his music blew up over TikTok, which it did. But little did we know that he was like performing in the bars every night for years before, like then he was found on TikTok. So it's amazing. That's right. But um, next thing that we have to talk about is that we've been posting out 10 songs to listen to top tracks this week. Now, if you guys are following us on Instagram, like I said, You've already got them, but um, these are. I'm going to do the first five if that's okay. Absolutely good. You got no choice now because I'm I'm going. Um, so first one is Dirk Bentley with Gold. You got Dylan Scott Lay Down with You. You got uh, Ingrid Andres Blue. When I saw Blue, do you know I thought of the boy band straight away? Is that bad? But yes. Every time I see Blue, I think of the boy band. Um, you got Brooke Eden with Knock. And uh, Chase Rice, Key Western, Colorado. I'm just going to say I love how you swerve past that blue coming pretty quickly, although I do love blue. I was going to say I know you love blue. <laughs> so the other five to add to that list is Noah Thompson with Stay, uh, Cooper Allen with Hitting Your Friends Up, Julia Cole with Grown Up, Are You Happy, the acoustic version, David J nice. before you, and Shay Len, What If I Don't? Well... That is a good top 10. It is. And what I love about that top 10 is, because, so what we do is we hear the new songs that get released every Friday. Again, another thing I didn't realise, music gets released on a Friday. You would think it would be the beginning of the week, but uh, anyway. And we put out them on um, Instagram on the Monday. We put them out on the Friday on TikTok. But it's a good mixture of established artists and very new up-and-coming artists as well. Yeah. And it's just great. Like, obviously, that's just ten songs. I think like thirty get like released every week. So that's just what we suggest you guys put in your playlist. Uh, it's, it's definitely in ours. Um, so once again, you know, when when we give these top tens, these these are just suggestions of songs that we like. You know, we've we've heard them that you know it's come out this week. We put them up. We like them. That's why I go. By the way, Cooper Allen. I just I'm loving him at the moment still. He's literally everywhere, isn't he? He's everywhere. Like, as soon, as soon as I saw that he was up in the top ten again, I was just like, all right, yep. What I love about it is when you, like, when you post them on, like, um, TikTok, is the comments that you get is some people are, like, just diehard fans of, like, certain artists. And one of the uh, messages that we got was off one of our dear friends who has been on the podcast, Tiana Campbell. Yeah. And, I'd, like, she is such a big fan of, like, Julia Cole. But it wasn't until she had seen her live that she became a fan, and I, I, I don't even have a favourite out of all them songs. Um, one of them I was most looking forward to was No Thompson's Stay. 
because he performed it on American Idol. Mm. And it's just like, obviously, of the cover of Rihanna's, and it's just so different, but so, like, he's made it his own. It's unbelievable. Too right. But um, that is us coming towards an end. But that, like, that is not even it. You know, that is just one episode. Next time, we got more interviews as well. It's just, it's madness. We've got a stream of them, guys. We've got so many interviews that you're going to just, you're going to be desperate when the episodes come out. Even I'm desperate. It's like, I'm desperate to have them. It's scary. It's a scary time because scary. we've got, honestly, like Alex says, the like schedule that we've got lined up of all these artists that's going to come on and talk to us and tell them like their story, Madness. let you all know about them. It's it's fantastic. We've got people who's just beginning at the start of the careers to people who have like hit the top to people who's been on talent shows to everything. So we're not we're not going to mention any names. We're going to leave that in a bit of suspense. But by God, yeah, we're not going to mention any names. Luke Bryan, no, no, <laughs> no I wish. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> everyone's going to be tuning in next week and just like, oh, it's going to be Luke Bryan. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. no, it's not. It's Luke Bryan from. Like, Hi. Oregon. <laughs> Hi. Luke Bryan, tribute band. <laughs> Luke Bryan, yes, this man makes uh, lattes and Starbucks for a living. <laughs> Not the Hi. Luke Bryan you were thinking of. Hi. But he, he knows the song, <laughs> our song. But no, like, it won't be long until, like, honestly, I can't wait till the days where you get, like, like Luke Bryan on and stuff. Russell Dickerson. And, uh, yeah, people like that. But well, anyway, yeah, <laughs> had to mention it. Literally, it's scary, right? Where, like, it's August the 2nd today. Right, it's scary how quick this time's gone. But you'll be so happy because in two months' time, you will go and see your man, RD. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. But, uh, yeah, anyway, let's not get me too excited. It's uh, it, it's not time for that. But, uh, guys, thank you once again for listening. Uh, make sure you do follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on TikTok. Make sure you download our podcast. Just uh, make sure you do it. Just do it. Remember to rate our podcast as well. Yeah. Go to the top five-star rating if you're on Apple write a nice little review about where and if it's not we'll track you down we will find you I'm not doing my Kermit <laughs> no, I did my Kermit voice uh, <laughs> uh, I listened back on that and I actually thought oh, do you know what that's actually quite good <laughs> it was all right, definitely a 7 out of 10 oh, I, I'd take that every day especially for on the spot and <laughs> don't forget to uh, go over to our YouTube channel where we do some like we do put up the interviews and we've got a few reaction videos which in due course we will get back to but, um, yeah, once again, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon. <laughs>